Our episodes contain graphic information that may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Would you like some murder with your coffee? Welcome to Morning Murders! I'm Nicole. I'm Amanda. And I am Brenna. We are just three gals that like to sit around, drink coffee, talk about true crime, and hang out with you, our beans. Beans! Beans! And we're back this week with some really awesome, terrible awesome, awesome, terrible, and terribly awesome stories. Yeah, and this one <laughs> is a little more awesome than terrible oh, this time yeah. around. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. I like my survivor story. That's Yay, so true. survivor. So, uh, my ladies, my beans, and everything in betweens. Have any of you heard of the story of Elizabeth Schoaf? Shof? Like loaf. S-H-O-A-F. Love that. Nope. I don't think so. Nope. Well, then settle in, because I'm going to tell you. Yay. So on September 6th, 2006, in Kershaw, South Carolina, 14-year-old Elizabeth Shof was getting off the bus after a long day at school. As she reached her driveway, a uniformed man claiming to be a police officer approached her. He told her she was going to be arrested for possession of marijuana and swiftly placed her in handcuffs. Oh, my God. Before the confused teen knew what was happening, she was being led away from her house. It wasn't into a squad car, though, but rather deeper and deeper into the thick woods that surrounded her neighborhood. No. He led her in circles until she completely lost all sense of direction. No. Knowing she was in trouble, Elizabeth kicked off her shoes as she was being dragged in the hopes that someone would find them. Oh, my God. She was eventually led to a bunker, a la Kimmy Schmidt. <gasps> she was forced inside and told that the surrounding area was booby-trapped and there would be no means of escape. Inside the bunker was a homemade toilet, a propane tank for cooking, a small battery-operated TV, and a bed. Oh, my God. This eight-foot-by-eight-foot hand-dug space <gasps> soon became a torture chamber for poor Elizabeth. Her captor kept her tied up with a chain around her neck and raped her roughly two to five times a day. It's also stated that he would uh, hang homemade explosives around her neck as another means to keep her docile. Oh, my God. But the resilient teen never gave up. In fact, she started to get to know her captor. She would sympathize with him, learn about his interests, and make him see her as a real person, not an object. Good job. Good girl. And who was the stranger, you ask? Well, his name was Vincent Filiaw. That's a freaking mouthful. Vincent Philia. Philia. And he was, it's like Nathan Fillion, but like the weird bad kind. You know? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But in another um, dimension. The goatee. Yeah. No longer Nathan Fillion, but now I'm Vincent Philia. <laughs> <laughs> no. And uh, this mouthful of a man was born on December 15th, 1969. Oh my God, my mom's birthday is December 15th. 1969? I don't think it's Okay. Huh? Whoa. Uh, his father had died of alcohol poisoning when he was a baby. Unfortunately, the apple didn't fall far from the tree, and by his teens, Vincent was drinking so much it was said to have caused permanent brain damage. Oh, jeez. In 2005, he was accused of sexually assaulting his girlfriend's 12-year-old daughter. He got angry when the child was taken to foster care, and he could no longer see her. (gasps) 
that's when he decided to take out his anger on all of Kershaw County. He said, quote, The second plan was to kidnap somebody else, draw all of Kershaw County into one general area, and then just blow them all up. Definitely has some anger. Ooh, a little bit. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. From there, he dug out the bunker and stockpiled it with food, guns, and crude explosives. He lived nearby and would watch as Elizabeth got on and off the bus each day until he got up the gall to snatch her. Mm. Ten days into her captivity, Elizabeth had gained so much of Vincent's trust that he allowed her to use his cell phone to play games. One night while he slept, Elizabeth grabbed his phone and sent a text message to her mother saying, Hi, Mom. I'm in a hole across from Charm Hill where the big trucks go in and out. There's a bomb. Call police. Oh, whoa. (laughs) Yeah. And Elizabeth's mother was positive that it was her daughter because she said, like, literally no one had her number. It was just for emergencies. So, like, it had to be her daughter. Vincent and Elizabeth are watching TV together when he sees Elizabeth come up on the news. Uh, She ends up telling Vincent that she's made a call and that his only chance is to run. Oh. And so he does. Off into the night, leaving her alone. Oh, my God. Philia's ex ended up, uh, the one that had the 12-year-old before, ended up giving the police his phone number, and they were able to use cell tower pings to get a general area of where to look for Elizabeth. Yes! So the next morning, as the police are searching, someone hears a cry for help. Sure enough, it's Elizabeth standing outside the bunker. They catch up with Vincent, who's only about five miles from his house. He was arrested and charged with kidnapping, possession of an incendiary device. It was a flare gun. And impersonating a police officer with more charges pending. Mm-hmm. Mm. He pleaded guilty to all counts on September 19th, 2007, and he was sentenced to 421 years in prison without the possibility of parole. Whoa. He would live out the rest of his days behind bars until he eventually died of unknown causes on May 3rd, 2021. Nowadays, Elizabeth spends her time at work as a dental assistant and also taking self-defense classes. Fuck yeah. Yeah. She also partners with the Kershaw County Sheriff's Department, educating parents and children about stranger danger. And as I often like to do, I'm going to leave us with a little quote from Elizabeth. Yay! If you've been through anything, you can still make it. You can be a survivor just like I am. It simply takes faith. It takes talking to someone and encouragement, but it's not the end of the world. Aww, Mm. I love that. So do you ladies have any uh, how you say final sips? So he died in 2021, so he yeah. just recently died. Yep. Mm-hmm. Whoa. I mean, he was going to do 421 years in prison, so it was only a matter of time before he died in prison. I find this, again, I always like to talk about the justice system. I find it so interesting that he gets sentenced to 400-something years for kidnapping impersonating a police officer and having the flare gun when someone can murder a bunch of people and get nothing near that. Yeah, like, right? Like, I just, it just boggles my mind. And I know it, it changes depending on what state you're into. I was going to say, and, like, his it's, status, his financial status and oh, whatever, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it just, status. it just boggles my mind. <laughs> I just don't understand it at all. Yeah. I just don't get it. Really but, man, nice. good... Good on her, man. What a smart... How old is she, 14? 14. 14. How genius. Like, she was able to think with such a clear head in, like, such a scary situation to figure out what to do. Mm -hmm. It's incredible. It's inspiring. It's 
just to be so terrified in such a scary situation mm-hmm. and be able to pull it together and like find a way. Oh, how scary. And he, you know, did the whole, this is someone you automatically trust. You're going to trust a police officer. Mm-hmm. Right. It's just awful. Like, and she's, she's never so smoked girl. marijuana in her life, but he's like, oh, you're possession of marijuana. And she's like, who, what? Where? Oh, yeah. Okay, officer. Like, and, I don't want to cause any trouble. Yeah. And as a kid, right. It's, mm-hmm. Especially when you're like a, you know, quote unquote, good kid, you know, and someone tells you you're in trouble, you freeze and you're like, but I, what did I do? wrong, I didn't do anything wrong, I didn't do anything wrong, and your brain starts spiraling, you just, but you're a police officer, I have to trust you, so I start following you, like, it's just, oh, man, what a horrible man. There was recently that case of an actual police officer that, like, uh, in the UK, right, that put that, (sighs) stopped that girl and said that she was in trouble for breaking curfew, because it was during COVID, and then he just took her and did whatever Mm -hmm. he was gonna do Mm -hmm. to her, and all that, and then got disposed of her body oh, yeah you're yeah. you've brought this up a bunch of times amanda like you're supposed to be the protectors mm-hmm. like you're supposed to be the ones in charge and the and because of that inherent position there are sociopaths and narcissists people who will and, take advantage of that yeah yeah that will take advantage <laughs> of it um it takes about eight hours to dig a six foot hole depending on the soil have you done it or did you just look it up um you know, so so what I what I was thinking is uh, he dug an eight foot by eight foot bunker, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he man dug it. It takes a lot of time mm-hmm. and focus and determination to do that with yeah. the effort to what his end like, result is. He probably saw her and was like, "I want it. I have nowhere to put it. I'll dig out a bunker." Like this was a huge, long, premeditated. Oh yeah. Or he dug the bunker first and was finding the right person. Okay. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. like, I don't know how Either long way, he knew this girl. The like, bunker yeah. wasn't so that he could hang out and put up a no girls allowed sign on the yes, outside. You're right. Do you know what I mean? You're right. Yeah. That's like, what it is. Whether right? it happened before this or after. Yeah. It's not just, so he can eat Oreos in peace. No. Okay. Mm-hmm. It was for, it was like with the for TV this. and everything, it was for this. The TV was specifically so he could watch the news so and see funny. if he was coming up or, you know, that she was being mentioned on the news right. and people were looking for him. I love that he ran off, but he only went five miles away. Like, you'll never get me. Hmm. I just, I mean, yeah, good on her, good on her for, like you were saying, just having her head in a very stressful, scary time, being able to, like, be ready for opportunity. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, that's tough. Yeah. No, but that's, my my final sip is that, you know, we need to teach children about yeah. stranger danger. My mom, mine was the, um, there was an episode of Oprah when we were oh. kids where mm. she did, like, a safety, like, this is how you get out of, like... If you are in the back of a trunk, this is how you kick out the taillights, and this is how you whatever. And I remember that clear as day. Mm -hmm. Um, But I always thought that was really important. You know, always have a plan with your kids so that you know, like, where they're supposed to be and what. And if something Mm -hmm. goes wrong, where you go, what you do, if you have your own little code words or whatever about, like, you know, I know that I'm talking to my daughter because she used the emergency code word that we used, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And because of this amazing quick thinking of this teen she was able to just have a horrible story and still get out with her life yeah yeah and it's also important to include in stranger danger teaching that a stranger might not look like what we all think a bad guy looks like right like the way the media often makes bad guys look like they can look like fuck anybody well and to always question even someone of authority yes you know be, be Yes, always question that. Even, you know, sometimes it's someone you know, and they're not doing something that's okay. You need to be able to see the red flag and know that that's not okay. 
Yeah, feel safe addressing it because, I mean, really, truthfully, what should happen is if you address something because you're afraid or you think something's wrong and it's actually okay, that person should then take a step back and go, oh, no, 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 everything's fine, I'm sorry, you know, and, like, respond like a good human. If something is actually wrong, they usually don't react that way and they freak out at you. Yeah. um, Is how in theory, it should work. Um, Because if you are actually scared and you think something's wrong, a person should be supportive and reassure you that everything is actually okay and then prove that such is okay Mm -hmm. rather than, like, bringing you to a bunker. Yeah. um, Yeah, you are, just so that everybody knows, like, you are welcome to ask for a police officer's badge number and also you are allowed to, literally, right in front of them when they are standing in front of you saying, like, hey, like, just so that you know for future reference, if they're, like, uh, you are getting arrested for a marijuana charge like she's doing. If she has her cell phone, she can literally in that moment pull her phone out and call 911 and go, hi, there's a police officer standing right in front of me right now saying that I'm under arrest, which, like, you not like you have the right to remain silent. Like, know your rights. Look that stuff up. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very important. We can add that to the notes here so you can know your rights if you are getting arrested or being encountered by a police officer. But um, you are... Literally, it's okay. It's not illegal because if they're real, they'll be like, "Yep, they're real," and you'll be like, "Cool, thanks." Okay, what's happening? Right. That's yeah. We've said that in previous uh, mm-hmm. in the first season too. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. they will understand and they will hopefully be like, "Good on you for unless they are a monster." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Unless they're an actual monster. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if they get annoyed and they get irritated, but they're actually cops, great. You now know, and that's peace of mind. But if they get irritated and frustrated and they're not a cop, you get out of there. Yeah, you get the fuck out. And you already have a 911 dispatcher on the phone with you. Exactly. That's the thing, too, is that you can literally, you are allowed to do that. Just pull your phone out and call 911. And if someone's pulling you over and it's uh, you don't recognize the police car or anything, oh, you yeah. are, in most states, it's, it's legal for you to evade police or whatever they they try to they try to tag you on with that by pulling into a well-lit place and calling 911 mm-hmm. like just remember that use that resource against it if you know it the resource is built in for other things but use their own stuff against them if that's the case mm-hmm. like yeah the ACLU also has some great resources on knowing your rights and mm-hmm. for different situations which is great they have a little book you can get and you can keep it in your car which I do mm-hmm. it's got Know your rights. All your rights are in there. Mm-hmm. Cool. It's great. Yeah. Man, I love Survivor Stories. Amanda, thank you so much for bringing a survivor to the breakfast nook. Yay. Yes, what an incredible, inspiring story. Wow. Thank 14. You. 14. You're very good at bringing us teens. I don't know. They come, they're just resilient. Yeah. And they can bounce. I think <laughs> it's part of the whole, like, they also, you know, as a teen, you're like, well, I'm going to get out of this. Mm-hmm. Right? So mm-hmm. they just do crazy, resilient things. Yeah. Awesome. That is awesome. Thank you, Amanda. Thank you. Thank Thank you. you. Thanks for listening, Beans. Yes, Beans! Thank you for joining us for another... But this was actually a wonderful, even though it was a terrible situation, ended up being a wonderful story Mm -hmm. on this here podcast called Morning Burgers. Did you say Morning Burgers? (laughs) Morning Burgers? (laughs) All Who's I know. hungry? Who's hungry? It's time for another cup of coffee and, and a burger. And a burger. Vegan one for me. I think we're hungry. I think we should finish for lunch. Thank you for listening to Morning Murders. Remember to stop by every Monday for a new episode. And you can always check out our resources and mental health links in our show notes. If you enjoyed listening to our highly caffeinated conversation, please leave us a five-star rating and check us out on Instagram at Morning Murders. That's at M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G-M-U-R.
B-R-E-A-K-F-A-S-T-N-E-R-D-E-R-S. If you have any stories you'd like to hear discussed around the breakfast nook, email us at morningmurders at gmail.com. Thank you for listening!